Yes, I am Nate Trash, and this sweet, this sweet mauve cascading gentleman here, the sweet, beautiful angel of my dreams, Coco Lee. How are you doing, buddy? Life's good, man. Really good. I have to agree with that sentiment full-heartedly, bro. I really do. Uh, it's a it's a state of mind that I choose to live in on a regular basis, man. Dude, happiness is a choice. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, how's Edmonton treating you? Good, man. It's been a it's been a hell of a time. So we kind of did a soft announcement of this, but Eternal Prophecy is making our official comeback next week. Uh, official live comeback after a five-year hiatus. We've been releasing music the past couple of years, trying to kind of build things behind the scenes. But long story short, we uh, always had a lot of false starts, and we didn't quite have the right plan in motion. And now we finally do. So after five years of rebuilding the band from the ground up, the vision, the music, the lyrics, the whole theme, we're making our official live comeback uh, on Friday, actually. Very pumped, buddy. That's going to be so sick. So if anybody's listening and they're in Edmonton, go to eternalprophecy.com and you can sign up. And it's just an invite only. Like you just put in your email address and you'll, you get access. It's pay as you want. Just want the homies out there. Um, so feel free to come out if you're in Edmonton. What Coco is also doing is building a back-end email list for the uninitiated. Great you know, technique. Great technique to do that, man. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> I did the exact same thing with the Cradle of Filth tickets, with our pre-sales from Cradle of Filth. I was right. able to build, get a good start on a, a back-end email list. And it's very important that you not only don't look at that button. I've been subscribed to you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very important to not just cultivate your fan base through releasing yeah. good, good content but to also give them access to that content as a thank you and giving them more, giving them greater access to more content yeah. for being a part of it and offering that email address. And people, I talked to some people and they're like, oh, well, that's kind of like, you know, why are you going to spam their emails now? That's like, we already spam their Facebook. You already spam. No, it's not. It's about giving it to people who want it. It's about finding the right. people who want the content and delivering it to them in the easiest way possible. Here's one way that kind of changed. Like I actually, Oh yeah, became, go for it. Yeah. My, my whole profession now outside of music as a marketer is specifically so I could learn these, these ways to connect to people, right? That's really what marketing is. And specifically with an email list, for example, like we spend so much time and energy on trying to get Spotify plays or playing the right show. And this is all like maybe drawing some eyes and ears, but it doesn't go much further. Like maybe they buy some merch maybe they come out to a show, but there's no real relationship being built. And it's hard to really move that anywhere. Having an email list as an example or a Patreon, the people who connect with you and you connect with them, you can bring them a little bit closer. You can talk to them a little bit more intimately. You can provide them special content that they want. And you're still out there putting out content to people, but you're really able to connect with people who connect with you. And I think that's really valuable. I think every band should have an email list. They should approach music like a business, not for a monetization thing, but as like an exchange of value between two entities. It's a relationship, exactly. right? Exactly. So email is a huge way to do that. And yeah, it's a good way to, to communicate to your fans and your friends, right? So one thing that I've noticed, um, because I pick these things apart a lot, um, 
we kind of have you. You're obviously a little bit more advanced. Well, a lot more advanced in in what you do. But we kind of do the same thing. You know, I do marketing and promotion for bands, for my own band, for my show, for anybody who really wants to reach out for help. And one of the things I've noticed is bands forget that we started to play music to find people who have like that are like-minded and have similar values and to to find friends who enjoy the same things that we do so that we don't feel like loners, you know? And somewhere right. along the line, bands forgot that that's what building a fan base is. Is it's not necessarily making more friends, but it's relating to more people on the level of why you wanted to relate to people in the first place, the com- most comfortable right. way that you can express yourself and sharing that with the people who want your content or want to hear your expression. And this goes to bands with egos who yeah. don't want to talk to their fans, who don't want to, who don't want to give that modicum of respect to the people who support their music. Right. That's starting to die. Um, now, now when people see that, it's like, are you out of your mind? Like, how right. could you, how can you walk around thinking that like not talking to people who enjoy what you're doing is cool or is going to help you in any way, you know, right. interviewing larger artists now, uh, I interviewed Baina from Carcosa. I interviewed all of Angel Maker. Uh, I interviewed Kyle from Wake. The frontman from Wake is a good friend of mine. I interviewed them at Loudest Hell too. But as I've started to interview the larger artists, those signed artists, I've come to find that they're nicer. They're a lot nicer. They're a lot easier to talk to, but they're busier. Right. So what happens is if you try to engage them, uh, engage them on a certain level when they're already engaged on something else on a different level, then you're not going to get the response that you think you're going to get. Right. And it's not because they're being a dick. It's because they're busy. It's because people are busy. Yeah. It's because, you know, I've got, I've already got something to do. And what you're doing is instead of respecting that I have something to do and encouraging me on that, you're trying to distract me from what I'm doing because you enjoy something that something else I do more than what I'm doing now. So what that is, is that's, it's kind of the show of like, you don't actually really respect what I do. You're just an enthusiast of what I do and you want me when you want me. And that's not how things, it's not how you gain the respect of the artists that you enjoy listening to. And a lot of people get put off by that, by the whole, oh, that guy was an asshole. And it's like, no, we're in an, that person wasn't an asshole. They were busy. You know, like people were asking me about the Cradle of Filth thing. Oh, did you meet Danny Filth? No. I wasn't there to meet Danny Filth. I was there to, to perform. I was there to work. I was there to, like, be a part of a band. Like, Danny Filth had paid meet and greets that I didn't pay for. So, like, it would be kind of rude for rude of me to, to take that time, you know? Like, and people are like, oh, yeah, he was an asshole. And, you know, they're just joking and stuff, right? But, right. But it's, I, I, I caught that busyness. You know, and it's after you get that in your mind, it becomes so much easier to deal with people. It becomes so much easier to 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 respect people and enjoy what people do because not everybody's trying to be an asshole. <laughs> no, for sure, man. The one thing I continually hear in the industry, a lot of industries as well, it's like the people who make it are the ones that are personable, they're cool, they're people kind of people. 
and they provide value and help other people. It's not just about them. It's not just you're the rock star, you're the ego. It's like, no, how can I help serve you? Um, and I think that's an interesting point that you brought up. It's like these, these fans or people who like the music end up not liking the artist because they're so busy, but really they're the ones that are being selfish. Yes. They're being needy and they're trying to take, take, take. Whereas if they gave in some way, I think they'd go on the radar of these people they're looking up to anyways. It's, it's really just a relationship, right? And if you're constantly taking, 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 that relationship's not going to go anywhere. So exactly, at all levels on either side, right? Exactly. I can honestly say that I my projects have gotten as far as they have because of those exact reasons. Because I love what I do. Um, I, instead of instead of listing out th- or instead of l- putting out a list of problems. I address a set of problems with the solutions, with my potential solutions attached to them to create a back and forth uh, dialogue on how we can move forward. You know, there's never a problem without a solution. And this is something that came across my, that was coming across my Facebook feed more often as well. Um, People on my Facebook feed are, oh man, I'm, I'm never helping anyone again. I never get anything in return. It's like, well, okay, so, so in my mind, that's not, you're not helping someone. You didn't mean to help them. You were doing them a favor and you wanted something in return and that should have been addressed as a transaction. When you help someone, the value of that help comes from seeing that person not have to struggle with what they were struggling with and needed help with. Right. And a lot of people, that detachment is there and it's like, you know, this is, a lot of the things that people find problems with are, are rooted in what they create in their mind. Yeah. And it goes back to the artists, the musicians, they think that they're assholes. And it's like, well, no, you created this, you created this artist out to be a character in your mind through, through the lens that you viewed this person, whether it be interviews, whether it be music videos, whether it be uh, their, their streams or their content that they create on the side outside of their touring and stuff. You created that individual, and then when that person didn't fulfill your ask or, or what you thought they were, you got upset about that. So the whole right. thing is entirely on that individual. And another thing, too, that I've gotten from talking to higher-up artists, um, the singer from Neck of the Woods, super nice guy, super easy to talk to. Um, by the time I caught him and asked him about an interview, he'd already had a couple of seltzer beverages, so he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going on camera. And I was like, perfect. That's no problem, man. I totally respect that. And he was very stoked about that, that I wasn't pushing it and I wasn't disappointed about it. Because I said that, he was like, I'll come on any other time, man. Just reach out. We'll set it up. You know? Hell yeah. And yeah. you go up the line and that gratitude, you have to be grateful, not just for the fact, because it's not just, oh... I'm in the presence of this, of this musician, you know, I got to be grateful for that. No, you have to be grateful for the fact that you can, that you, the musicians that you like, you're getting to be in the same room as those people. You know, with me, I wasn't playing main stage loud as hell. I'd never played any shows with any of these bands. Like my band is still very low on the totem pole, regardless of my reputation, regardless of what I do for, for anybody in the scene. That's me helping don't expect anything in return other than seeing them take my advice and do good things with it. Right. I make my own success. I create my own value. Everything else is added bonus, you know? Definitely. And 
once that mindset comes across, other people start to see that and start to feel that. And bands, big artists, high up professionals don't want to be put on a pedestal. It makes a lot of them feel awkward, you know? I know it seems like endearing, but, you know, especially high, high up, they always say the same thing. It's like, I just want to be treated like a human being, like a person, not this this freak show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah, right? Well, but then, then there's the ones that do. There's the ones that do, and they seem to be the ones that, like, and, and this is where it goes into marketing and media again, right? So a lot of these, a lot of these ones that are out there and that you see in your that are in people's spaces all the time, these are the ones who have the marketing agencies behind them. These are the ones that are are analyzing the the trends. These are the ones that are looking into the search engine optimization on a daily basis for every content release. You know, and that's why that's why you're seeing them in people. That's why people are attracted to them because they have the marketing for it. And what happens is good people with good content, they because that that high up uh, in your face area of content creation is like so oversaturated by really toxic people. Really good right. content creators don't want to be a part of it, and and yeah. then it stays saturated. And then we have, oh man, the only fans or the only people who are fans of content are fans of really toxic content creators. And then it's only really con toxic content creators that can get fans. And it's this tumultuous cycle. Right, it just feeds into it. Yeah, it's hard too because people are drawn to things that kind of stand out or shock value, right? So as you were saying, these people, sometimes like their, their brand is this like chaotic shock kind of toxicity, right? Maybe even personally, they're not like that, but like as a brand, that's kind of what they've developed because there is something about shock value. Whether you like it or you don't like it, you're still watching it, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, and um, one of the things I've seen uh, that, that trends a little bit too is totally random out-of-context video clips. Right. With no, with like no context coming into the video, no context coming out of the video, nothing really happens in the video. Right. And then the comments are just going off talking about how nothing happened in the video. And another thing I've seen too is content creators uh, purposefully mispronouncing words so that they so that people comment about it in the comments. And these are things that I've never like, I knew, I know I could probably attach onto a couple of these things and get a big boost, but <coughs> I don't want that. Right. I, I I definitely want the boost, but I know what comes with that. So what happens is I get a bunch of I get a bunch of new fans and a bunch of new eyes, but they're only there for that piece of content and from that right, piece so of content. Right, they actually care about what you're doing, right? Exactly. So I've been talking to a, a guy from Bangladesh. He messaged me on Instagram, and I thought it was a scam. And I was like, "Tell me something about yourself. Are you a human being?" And he's like, "I can." He's like, "Let me run some SEO on one of your videos." send me 10 bucks. So I was like, hell yeah, I'll send you 10 bucks. So he's, he ran some SEO on one of the videos and it, and it pumped up some of the numbers and I got a couple subscribers and I was like, okay, perfect. The subscribers haven't left. And it's, so that's like the way to do it, you know? And then, but he's also said, he's like, okay, I do also know a guy, I can give him a hundred bucks and he can get you a thousand subscribers if you need to monetize your channel. Like right now, It'll, like I can monetize you by the end of the week. And I was like, no, I need to build organically for longevity. 
trying right. to build a resource, not just an entertainment platform, but a resource for musicians, something that musicians can become a part of and then see the boost that they get from it, you know? Right. Like what Nick Nocturnal's doing. Uh, he's, he's killing it with what he does. And in the end, it all boils down to helping people because the real help is just giving people the benefit and being able to see them benefit from that. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Like, if, like I got my branding. I got my cool, my cool microphone. Like, I get... I get to hang out with cool bands. Like I get to, ha I got to hang out with you guys. We played a show together. Like, you know, uh, there's uh, the obvious benefit that comes with the for the band, which is like, I'm a promotion guy, so my band obviously is uh, is kicking ass with promotion when we jump into it. But it's all about helping people do what they love, right? And that's Even with you being able to promote, you wouldn't have had the success that you've had if you haven't promoted and helped other people, right? <laughs> I wouldn't have had anything. There wouldn't be yeah. anything for me. The whole basis of the platform of Trash Talk was to promote bands and talk to bands and get to know why, band, why musicians do this outside of, like, I really enjoy this music, you know? And right. that's been the benefit for me is I get to do this, which is what I wanted, and bands get promoted, so it's that's the that's the good cycle, you know, where we were talking right. about that tumultuous cycle that the snake eating its tail. This right. is like what came first, the chicken or the egg, and it's just an endless fractal hatching of chickens and eggs. Exactly. Right. That's a way to put it, yeah. <laughs> you know Imagine that fractal image, like a psychedelic trip of just chickens and eggs. Yeah. Ah, the chicken cracks, the egg cracks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an episode of a Duncan Trussell podcast or something. What cracked first, the chicken or the egg, which hatched yeah. the cracked chicken? Ah, have you ever smoked DMT? Whoa. <laughs> so can you see the screen share we got going on here, Coco? Yeah, I can, yeah. Do you see how it says YTV right here? Yeah. I like that. Are you zoomed in too much? No. Is it really... No, no, no. It's just uh, that's just the size of the monitor that that I have this on. Uh, okay. It's uh, weird. It's just a small TV. It's not actually a computer monitor. Okay, makes sense. So it's on to the weird side. But I like that. I like that. I looked over. It said YTV. I was like, knowing Coco, he might have done that on yeah. purpose. Bringing it back, man. <laughs> right. I'm actually gonna get a YTV tattoo. The old like purple tv covered in the slime and stuff i'm gonna get a tattoo of that you should yeah i was gonna say uh oh she got that green slime <laughs> i that love uh oh dude it was so good the punisher <laughs> yeah this green slime everywhere i guess wink yahoo ended up being like a right-wing anti-vaxxer in the end really i think yeah. i think I'm so sure we're gonna have to check that info after this video <laughs> so you, you put some work into this, buddy. And this is, I want to add, is all self-produced. And you said you shot it yourself as well. And Yeah, so funny backstory on the song. So this is actually part of like a duology. So there's two songs that are connected with a story. The first one is the first one, First Breath. The second one is called Silent Surrender. We actually have a really amazing guest feature. I'm not going to tell you who it is now. We actually wrote that like three or four songs ago. It just didn't feel like the right time to release it. And then I had this riff kind of randomly just it kind of popped up. 
and I felt like the right time to write a song around it. So as I was writing it, it kind of fit the same structure as Silent Surrender. And then I started writing lyrics for it and it kind of had a similar vibe. This one feels like more like a breath of the feminine, like from chaos, you know, comes into a being comes into being out of chaos. Whereas Silent Surrender is kind of like constructing and building your life towards greater perfection. So it's, it's kind of like from chaos into being and then being into structure and then chaos again. It's like masculine and feminine, but they kind of came together at completely different points. And recording this song is, uh, I think, the first, no, second video with this bassist. But this bassist actually lives in Seattle, and he joined us somewhat recently. So he shot all of his own stuff, recorded all of his own stuff in Seattle, and then there's clips of me as well. So it's, it was an interesting project in many ways. Uh, but this is actually one of two, part of a larger story. So keep your eyes open for that, I guess. Space Groove knows no distance. Dude, exactly. <laughs> Space That's, Groove is forever. This is the thing about about uh, quantum superposition. Okay, when two atoms when two atoms are intertwined, doesn't matter the distance. No, everything exists at once. Anyways, everything is everything, and nothing exists at all. Exactly, nothing is nothing. I was. I was watching some, before we get into this video, I was watching uh, videos of Jordan Peterson getting ripped apart by atheists, which is just a great pastime, by the way. Like, I, it was very enjoying to watch him stumble and bumble on himself. And this isn't shitting on Jordan Peterson. He's obviously a fucking well-prestiged uh, scholar, you know. But it's funny watching anybody, any sort of, like, religious person who backs up on religion get squashed like that you know and then we sit here people like us we talk about these <laughs> these like huge cosmic things that we believe about like attraction and vibration and stuff and it's really just the same thing <laughs> i've always said it it's like you know it could be science it could be religion it could be literally any sort of philosophy we're all just trying to understand life mm -hmm. and i think i think that's a point where we should all try and connect like and try to figure out what the hell is going on and then not get caught up in all the labels and, and the dogmatic nature of it, but it's like, let's figure out what the hell's going on, you know? Exactly. <laughs> One of the um, kind yeah. of the core of this band. That's what we really explore. Um, it's funny. I'm not going to go into this too much, but this whole band is about the process of discovery. We're trying to seek the answers to being human, to to reality, to the universe, and we're learning just as much as anybody else. But like, we kind of go on these expeditions if you want we try and bring back these little tidbits of knowledge and we share them in the songs um so when you hear certain ideas and lyrics and concepts uh hopefully they resonate but these are just kind of things that we're discovering we're trying to like piece together you know the fabric of the universe for other people as much as our, ourselves so um just note that if you ever hear our music and you listen to lyrics or you kind of get the vibe that's really what it is it's a process of discovery and trying to find those things that connect people and share them the best we can Hell yeah, buddy. Shout out to Defined by Chaos in the chat. Corey, Matt, Leadfoot, you fucking... Oh, yeah. you sweet. Absolute beauties. Right? Those are my go-to guys. Whenever whenever anybody needs anything in Edmonton, I'm like, you know what? Matt and Corey can fucking do that. Because they're so stoked about being a part of it. And Matt's a family man, so he doesn't like get to be a part of it as much as he really would like to. But... That he has that hunger, man, that passion to serve and to help. Corey does too. Totally. And 
I'm very stoked to see what they come out with because those guys are absolutely awesome. They drove down from Edmonton to see us play at the Palace and then drove back. And, like, they all bought shirts and they were all hanging out and having a good time. And that's what this is all about is getting back to getting back to the community, getting back to having a place for people to go, for people to share, for people to express without the fear of it being, without the fear of random boundaries being put up or without the fear of it being snatched away without anybody choosing. Totally. So let's go into this. Eternal prophecy, first breath. Whoa. Fucking hitting that sprove right off the bat. Insta sprove. Okay. For, oh wait, what what just happened? No, that's not <laughs> what I'm trying to do. That's there. It. That's the whole <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> good night. Oops. So I wanted to ask you about your guitar. Sure. That is. Uh, am I saying this right? An Asterides. Close. Aristides. <laughs> Aristides. Now I knew. I knew I was wrong. I was like, I'm fucking getting these letters mixed up. Those are high-end guitars, buddy. Dude, they're space age. Yeah, so they're made out of like a, like a single cast mold of a material called Arium that was developed in the Netherlands. It's like um, it's a composite material that basically has all the best tonal qualities of different woods and like the high, mid, and low frequencies. What? But it's a full molded like cast, so it's basically just like pure residence, all the best qualities of wood. It has like layers of carbon fiber in it. It's like super stable. Um, there's no warping, and the the fretboard isn't even wood. It's a thing called rich uh, rich light, which is a co- composite material. So there's no warping. So if it's hot or it's cold, it's always stable. And it's just like a space age. It looks beautiful too. It plays super good. And those wow, that's sick. Now I saw a guitar on Instagram that's made of aluminum. Like the necks are alu- the neck is aluminum and like the bodies are are resin. It's like right. these guitars these days are what nuts. Just happened man. to, to go fifty nine Les Paul, you know? <laughs> right, like I saw yeah. an Epiphone at 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 Long and McQuaid, and I was like, "You guys are going too far with this dumb stuff." <laughs> <laughs> this is sick, though. These uh, these guitars are off the charts. I keep seeing them more and more. I've seen them in Baina's videos and stuff too. I didn't know that they were a composite material like that. My my brother has an Ormsby that was part of the first GTR run. Oh, nice! That's and it, sick. and I'm gonna get it off of him. It's a seven string fan fret, and he's like just sitting in his basement chilling. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna buy that guitar off you one day. Oh <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, I'll be sitting here waiting for you. So there you go. Well, let's get back into this. I just had to drool over your gear for a sec. Sounds good.
And the singing caught me off guard. I was like, Coco's got fucking lung. He's got a good fucking <laughs> spicy voice. Thanks, man. I had to put that He's out there. Working on singing a bit more, add some more, uh, some more life, I guess, for music. Got to express, man. Got to express. You know, I wish that that was so, that's something for me. Like my my brother's trained a trained choral uh, vocalist. Well, he hasn't been trained for a while, but I've never been able to sing. All my expressions always come out very emotional, very intense, very angsty, and it's yeah. kind of like it's like a it's like a testament to how my to how I express myself, you know, um, right. the ADHD, all that stuff, it comes out in, in my voice when I, when I do my vocals and I, I can't really, at this point, I don't really want to try and train to express my way myself any different, but I'm right. sure if something like this came along, like if I had this project, this band and it came that way, then yeah, I'd be putting that work into it too, man. So like respect for that. Let's keep on rolling. Thanks, man. And those teeth are beautiful, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. You have so many of them. What can I say? <laughs> Ooh, I like the fret markers. Yeah, they go in the dark. And that's close in the box, you think open them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Paints a nice touch. So, if everybody's noticed the facial hair in the video, but it, so that's this is a space groove thing. This is time dilation. It's a very sciencey thing. They show it in Buzz Lightyear, but the time goes goes a lot faster when you're shooting Eternal Prophecy videos. So trying to shave just doesn't happen. the 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 facial hair just stays perpetually sexy, and like it's a byproduct. It's an unfortunate uh, byproduct, but you got to make do with it. So it's like a four fifteen o'clock shadow, right? Yeah, I like it. I like it, buddy. This the whole the whole oh well obviously all jokes and bullshit aside the whole uh, image that you're trying to go for the the colors are really dense they're they're really really fucking thick throughout the whole video throughout even the bass players parts you know the smoke the smoke is a nice touch we kind of like drowned our last music video with Russ's smoke machine because he had it there and like yeah. I really like the self shot thing. That's a big thing I'm going for these days is like, if you want to do a big extravagant music video, then do it, of course, but don't, don't let big extravagant music videos stop you from creating a piece of content that truly 
has all your work put into it and learning something new. And because when you learn something new, that's also value that you could pass on to your friends and pass on to other people. Like, hey, man, I can help you edit. I edited my own music video, you know. And then anyway. before you know it, you're starting to pass. You're, you're starting to pass work around. Everybody's starting to get good content out. And we're back on track to where we were like 2013. You know what I'm and saying? It helps you get your ideas out too. Because a lot of people have like a vision of what they want a music video to look like. They don't know how to communicate it. So again, you might wear a lot of hats initially, but then it allows you to delegate things and get the results that you want that are congruent with what you're trying to do. The brand, right? Side note as well, our live performance is like this on steroids. We have a fully programmed live show, smoke machines, black lights. So it's like this. You can ask Matt and uh, and Corey. It's like this, but like times ten, times a hundred. I'm so stoked! I, on Friday. <laughs> I I really really wish I could be there, but I've actually had to cancel. So my band is playing our last show of the year on Thursday, and then. Right. Um, I've had to cancel a bunch of stuff for August because I have to deal with some family things. My grandmother's house is going up for sale and me and my brother and sister have to finish cleaning it out and getting it ready for this sale. So this is the thing about me is I will instantly drop everything I'm doing to help my family out. It's that, it's that mindset. It's, that's what keeps my mind clear from or that's what keeps my mind clear to do what I love to do because my family finally is on before I was a very toxic individual before and now that I've cleaned that up and still gone back to what I love to do my family is in full support of that now so it's got to go back and do this and everybody everybody I know is obviously in full support of me doing that but there's a lot of cool things going on that I wanted to be a part of and your show was one of those. I wanted to interview you guys and come out and, and record the set and, you know, do the whole trash talk, trash on the streets thing for you guys. But, you know, this is the first one back. It doesn't mean you got... Exactly, yeah. right? And who's to say that, you know, we don't do one of those next year with Horrify on the bill and maybe get you guys in Calgary and do something really banging because one of the things that I'm focusing on right now is getting monthly trash on the streets showcases. And I was going to do that at the blind beggar, but the blind beggar closed. Uh, Yeah. I heard about that today. Very disappointing. Um, It's, it's a hard thing for any business owner. I can only imagine I'm not anywhere close to a business owner much less a business owner on that caliber, on that level. And I can only imagine the hard, hard, hard nights that they had thinking about that and trying to make those decisions and trying to navigate those obstacles. Um, it's very hard to see. But I hope that the I hope the owners can get some relief now. I hope the owners can get some stress off their mind and reclaim some of their lost revenues. And uh, I really hope for the best for all of them. But that being said, I moved on to talking to Chris, the owner of Dickens. Um, me and Chris have a fairly good rapport as far as I, as far as like I, I promote at his venue and I promote his venue from time to time. And I've supported him a lot during the pandemic and stuff and supported his streams, but, but not more, not so much more than any one of his, any other, anybody else in our music scene, you know? So I don't expect any special treatment by any means. So I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath for when he's off his very well-earned and hard-deserved vacation. 
because after COVID, I'm actually very happy to hear that he's able to go on a vacation because he really deserves it. But I'm trying to get all my ducks in a row and trying to get everything in order so that I can hopefully start booking at Dickens once a month. And then that will mean opening that pipeline to Edmonton, hoping to get an out-of-town band on every bill. And really get this, get this scene, get this pipeline, get this community popping off again, you know? That way everybody knows that there's a spot, there's a beacon in Calgary. And Trash Talk, Nate Trash, me and my crew, hopefully Dickens, we're going to be putting on some shows and we're really going to be trying to rebuild this stuff. But, but coming along with that means bands, the bands that I want to put on these shows have to be at the very least, releasing new content every every month or two, you know? Really like, active, like my my band, we're trying to release new stuff every at least every every two to three months, you know, whether that be a music video or that be a new a new recording or what have you. There's so many different ways to release content, and it's not hard for us to do that. But the yeah. bands that I want to ha- put on shows for are bands that are going to be not only not only want to play that show, but bands who are going to add value to that show by by seeing it as an opportunity to promote the stuff that they're working on at the moment, and not just, hey, we're bored, we want to come play a show, which is still fine because every bar needs entertainment, right? But, you want people who are committed to doing something, yeah. Right? And I I want to talk to Jeff as well about doing a battle of the bands. Or a position or two on Loud as Hell. And like, awesome, yeah. yeah, and like a position on Decimate, you know, talk to Jesse and possibly see about getting a band a position on Armstrong, you know, and really giving something. I want to get bands back into the mindset that there's stuff to achieve in being a band. And it's not just playing shows to hawk merch. Right, there's there's levels you can move up, and there's there's a pathway, right? Yeah, you know, there's yeah. A, a way to yeah. I was gonna say like a side note. Um, we'll talk about this more later, but one thing that we're trying to do as a band is is very much what you're saying about building a community. We're we're putting on our own shows as a band, so we're still gonna play other shows and stuff. But we're building something we call the experience, which is a mixture of metal and electronic acts as well as performance acts. Yes. We want to build out this kind of like underground super scene. And I want to move that from Edmonton to Calgary around there as well. Uh, so we'll be in contact. Maybe you know, you, you know, I'm 100% open to anything that you want to do and anything I can help you with at any time, man. Likewise, you, dude, you've become one of my, you've become one of my dearest friends in the recent years. You've also become somebody who I can look to for, for uh, some clarity when I'm th- when I'm trying to figure things out, somebody who's always got a solid piece of advice to add, someone who's always got a good a good mental outlook on things, and somebody who's also hilarious to interact with online, <laughs> because I know how I know how serious you are. Um, I know how serious you can be. I know how seriously you take everything you do, but I also know how absolutely ridiculous you can be online in just the most subtle ways. And the ways that me and you go back and forth, because because I know that it's to build interaction on the posts to get that reach out, so that more and more people can see the posts. It's not necessarily to to add any sort of like valuable content, you know. 
sometimes people comment on your post and you just give them a short little two letter reply, you know? And, and it's like, that's that right there is still driving up that that's still letting that person know that you're going to reply to every comment that you're still gonna, you're going to be there to, to interact with their interaction, you know? And that's a big part of developing a community. Um, Right. I wouldn't have had a bunch of the friends that I've had since the scene has opened up again if it wasn't for the fact that I'm always interacting with people online, you know? I don't want... I really don't like when I know people online and then when I, like, try to talk to them in public, they act like they don't know me. So I really... I phase that out. Like, so if I I meet somebody online and then, like, I meet them in public and they, they... they act like they're too cool for me in public, but they're cool for me online. Then it's like, okay, well, what's going to happen now is that's that interaction is slowly going to get cut off. You know, right. I'm right. not just going to be like, Oh, you're an asshole. And then block them on every platform. But at, eventually they're going to get weeded out of the friends list. They're not going to get mentioned in, right. in stuff. And it's not we need real homies, man. Real homies. Yeah. In the scene. It's not a malicious thing either. It's no, a it's focus hard. thing. Yeah. Yeah, taking care of yourself and doing the right thing. So optimizing, optimizing my friends group so that we can continue to not just enrich each other, but empower each other to work hard and to like fix problems and to find solutions and not just like list out complaints. Yeah, find solutions, don't create problems. Yeah, let's get back into this music video, buddy. Oh yeah. So how much did you pay Elon Musk for the robot finger upgrades? Uh, it was honestly a donation. Oh, yeah, oh, you're, you're sponsored so was, by uh, Tesla. Yeah, it was like a beta test, really. So I mean, we'll see if there's any malfunctions. I mean, I get brain zaps every once in a while. So, so I mean, those, those screws, the screws in the joints, are those titanium alloy pins like rivets or are they actually like threaded screws they're vibranium what i fucking knew it yeah so do you have to do you have to calibrate the fingers every time you tune the guitar or is it just a whole does it all just do it at the same time yeah like once a month about nice and like all right i see a truss rod i see a truss rod hole in that guitar that's one thing you can put in there, yeah. Oh, hey let's get back into this video. That was spicy. We call that hot cocoa. Hot Bump, 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 bump. Ooh, woo. 
unexpected, right? Yeah, buddy. That's mass. That's got some mass course fucking flair to it. Bass player's got robot fingers too, man. I know. Too good. What? Hold on a sec. Is there only six strings on that guitar? What? And it's tuned to standard as well. What? So, yeah, it's a little bit lower, like tuning, like it's like C sharp standard, but the whole thing's standard tuning. Really? Yeah. These new lightweight space age materials you kids are using. The destructive, uh, the destructive force behind that that fucking six string guitar, man. Like that's got some good well, thump to it the power of the cosmos right and then it resonates in the body well with the vibrating fingers it just like channels it all in and then just sounds like an eight string guitar almost a teaspoon of a neutron star my friend the mass of a million earths that's what we've been going on these discovery missions for it's really just a front for getting these meteorites and yeah i knew it i you can't pull one over on me man Oh, man, I tried. I tried lying to you there for a second. I'm sorry. Whereas okay. you're well-versed in espionage, I'm well-versed in ridiculous conspiracy theories. And you can't Please, disinformation uh, me. You can't disinfo me. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you're working for. <laughs> you know who I really am, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're fucking exactly who you say you are, and that's the whole fucking trick. That's the whole thing. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Mind free! Dude, I used to be a huge fan of Chris Angel. This week on Chris Angel Mind Freak. <laughs> <laughs> this week we recap last week's episode. <laughs> oh, man. Bro, he was drunk. He was very, very drunk on that show. I remember watching that show and hearing him talk and being like, he reminds me a lot of my aunt. I can smell him. <laughs> I can smell him through through this through this fucking video right now at, like at one point he started to look like somebody's aunt too like he looked like this like really cool masculine dude and then he went like straight like i don't know what he what he did after that but i think the drink is probably <laughs> this week on chris angel mind freak chris chris levitates his car off of the back end of another car and drinks seven martinis <laughs> <laughs> How much will Chris Angel pay in fines this week on Mind Freak? Mind Freak! Oh, Oh, shout out to Chris Angel. I really hope that you're not, like, as terrible as we make you out to be, buddy. You know, I don't wish terrible terribleisms on anybody. That's actually the feature on our next song. It's Chris Angel. Oh, and it's actually just... It's actually just... Cody, Coco invited Nate Trash in from off the lawn and put a wig on him and some, some eyeliner. Yeah. So Nate, I need you to put on this neon face paint and this affliction shirt, please. (laughs) (laughs) 
No questions asked. I would do anything for you. Let's be honest here, okay? <laughs> Even if it is the sickest Chris Angel, toothless face tattooed Chris Angel cosplay ever. Dude, it's the, I'm going to hold you to it, man. Next time when we play a show, we'll get you done up. Buddy, yeah, word up. And then just, like, throw down – I'll, I'll figure out one of your songs to throw down some sick backup screams, too. Like, let's be Dude, honest. I got yeah, to belt the filth. Got to belt the filth. Let's finish this song off, buddy. Ooh, I saw that. I saw that little flourish. We call that the old razzle dazzle. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a real time firmware update, is what that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like how you really, really focused on your clean, clean and tight hand movements on that beautiful yeah. guitar. You know, that's why I'm comment. That's that's why I crack the jokes about. Oh, bro. Sweet, <laughs> very sweet. Yeah, dude. Yeah, kind- that song was really interesting for a lot of reasons. Like, if you've heard previous music of ours, it's pretty progressive. Like, I always kind of took a lot of inspiration from movie soundtracks and video game soundtracks, where like you might have a theme or an idea, but it's everything evolves over time, and there's like different kind of phases to it, right? So a lot of our music doesn't have like repeating choruses or verses. So we're trying to kind of dial things in a little bit more nowadays. We're trying to write. Not as a rule of thumb, but we're trying to write songs with structure yeah. and kind of things that you might be able to predict a bit. So this song was kind of was that we had like one kind of main hook idea. We wanted to evolve in different ways, a few ways to decrease the energy with the verses. We had like this chord and breakdown part that kind of just went its own direction, and then a way that it ended. And the ending was kind of cool because it was just like uh, the first half of it is like this chord progression, this certain kind of vibe. Near the very end of it, this new guitar layer kind of blends in and filters in. And then that introduces the entire next part. So it's like these kind of interplay on different ideas and kind of evolving in different ways. But it's all still very much like in a typical song structure, which I think might make it easier for people to actually listen to. But it it was definitely fun to, to write and to play. And we're not playing it at this show on Friday, but the next show after this, we're playing this one live for sure. Really? You'd think that I, I would think at least that the music video that you release, you'd be you'd be like, yeah, you know, this is uh, the, the latest release we did. We did a music video of this one, and then kind of like play off the same themes and and the same, uh, the same visuals as we're in the video. But that also goes in with you said that you have an experience planned that right. obviously doesn't incorporate that song, and that is also like. Hey, you guys, this secret show is a launch of something you guys haven't seen yet. So anybody watching this, this show is going to be a launch of something you haven't seen yet. Um, You've seen little bits and pieces because Cody's Mr. Coco Lee here is is a marketing guy. He's a primetime digital marketing guy, and he knows how to get that branding out there. That Eternal Prophecy branding in the end there was very much... Guitar practice by design feel too, right? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I also love yeah. the purples, man. I, I'm a I'm very much into the purples myself. My branding has always got a lot of purple in it too, man. I, it's it's just a very strong, very strong. I almost want to say like stoic color. 
if you get it's it. Very, yeah, like royal, very, there's like empowerment in it, right? Yeah. Silently, silently, silently sturdy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Please like call one of your songs. Like, like Nate, like Nate Trash when he gets out of the shower, silently <laughs> sturdy because I'm yeah. scared to slip and fall. You know how many people <laughs> die in bathroom accidents every year? Too many. A lot more than anybody would ever imagine, man. Whew. Right? You imagine that's how you go out. It's unreal, bro. Not a chance. Not for me because I'm fucking silent and sturdy in the bathroom. <laughs> Hell One yeah, day. man. Hope I can get there. I'll put up handles before that, man. Gravity ain't got nothing on me. I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what, man. So yeah, man. we've reached the end of our stream, my friend. Is there anything that obviously we missed talking about the guitar stuff, but I knew you had the relaunch coming soon. That's why I wanted to kind of get you in for that yeah. before that so we could talk about the relaunch. I also have your... Guitar practice dot design sitting right above your your head there. I'm gonna point this way, right there. www.guitarpractice.design. That is the website. We will do another interview after you got the comfortable relaunch of Eternal Prophecy. Then we can jump into promoting the guitar practice stuff again, buddy. My my platform is all for the homies. Always. That's just the way it goes. Got to be. Do Whoa. What, what just happened there? Huh. That was yeah, odd. Good. Yeah, I think we're good. My pewter, my pewter just got upset with me for a second. I don't understand. Yeah. It's not even buzzing or anything, but that's okay. So my platform is for you to use at your discretion, man. If you feel that you want to jump on and promote something, then please, by all means, let me know and we'll set it up. Um, Definitely. I'll say one thing before we go here. Um, Really appreciate you, man. The stuff that you're doing for the scene, for the people. I mean, you've just been a good guy, good heart, very compassionate. You're going to go far. You've been going far. Um, anything I can do to ever help you, man, like, you know, honored to help out. I'm glad that we're friends. And uh, I definitely foresee us working together in many fashions in the future. So keep doing what you do, man. You're appreciated by many. I appreciate you. Love you, dude. Thank you so much, man. I love you too, dude. Like, um, I do this because it's, I finally stopped doing what I think, what I thought other people want me to do. And I just started doing what I really cared about and what I really wanted to do. And, you know, the feeling is exactly mutual, 100% towards you as well, buddy. Like, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people th might think that you're like a spicy runway model who's like always jet setting to other countries all the time. And you are. You are in your spare time as well as... Uh, as an Eastern spy, you know, but you are also a really easy to talk to, really great, personable individual that's always willing to to do whatever they, he can to help anybody who needs it. And I really appreciate that, man. And I really appreciate having you as a friend. And we are definitely going to work together. And I, I swear I will eventually come in off your lawn on the weekends, but I've started to get comfortable. <laughs> I've started to get comfortable in my spot out there. And I you know, like it there, to be honest. we just have the dynamic, you know, what would we talk about? You know, I don't, I'm not really coming there to talk, you know, I'm coming there to stand on your lawn and peer in through your window. So it's one of those things, right? <laughs> right. It is what it is. So thank you so much, man. Um, if you want to drop some shout outs, the floor is yours. 
Yeah, well, obviously shout you out on the Horrify Boys. Um, Got to shout out Matt and Corey. Uh, they pop by our rehearsal on Saturday and, you know, really inspired by the stuff that you do and they just want to get out there and help and serve and to, to connect. And um, they're awesome guys. And yeah, just everything that you're doing, man, is, is awesome. I'm really grateful for the people in Eternal Prophecy and all those fails and all the people that support us. Um, anybody who's ever listened to our music or wants to listen to our music comes to the show, like, just know, like, even outside of being a band, like, we appreciate what you do for this scene, and you make this worth doing for people. So even if you just pop into a show, you listen to something on Spotify, or you tell somebody they did a good job, or that you like something, that goes a long way. And I think it's just a matter of people coming together again and appreciating each other and giving value to each other and building relationships. And I'm glad to be a part of that, both giving and receiving in different ways. I'm glad that you are. I'm glad that we've connected. And I'm thankful for the, the scene in general. And I definitely want to do my part along with you, trying to help create something special for people, you know, and really give the scene what it needs to thrive. And I think I think we're on that path, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Jesse from Cosm jumped in just at the last minute, catching the end of the stream. She says that she hopes we had a good stream. Jesse is also from Jesse from Cosm. She's also another person who's really easy to talk to, very nice, and works very hard at what she does. And she is a very, very intense vocalist and front person. And thank you so much for jumping in, Jesse. I really appreciate you being here and catching the tail end of the stream. Your presence is always greatly appreciated as well as the comments. Now, I can also add that I will not be streaming on Thursday because my band is playing our last show of the year. And it's going to be a banger. We're kicking it off at 9.30 sharp. And... We're going to be going out with a bang. I'm stoked. Uh, we got a whole bunch of merch. If anybody wants to buy merch, the remainder will be going up on the online store. And then through the coming months, we will be doing a new music video. We will be recording the rest of our EP and getting more merch to fill out the online store. So that when we do come back again in 2023, we're coming back with a bang and we're coming back with some cool new stuff and everybody's going to be super stoked and it's not going to be time wasted. And that'll also give our guitarist Joel some time to really focus on his new job and his family because we want him to be able to come back fully recharged. Actually, old matey boy is even going to pull out his guitar and his amp and I'm going to start hitting the old woodshed again and trying maybe to come up with some cool riffs for Horrify that Joel might be able to incorporate into some new songs. So, cool new stuff on the horizon. Well, if you want, want any tips, man? If you want any tips or help on guitar stuff, I can, I can definitely help you. I know a guy already, okay? Okay, he's got a website oh, yeah. and he's an author, all right? Oh, dude, sounds, sounds too cool. If there's, <laughs> if there's anything that you can offer me, I'm sure my buddy has already got it in his book, okay? I know who I'm going to be going to. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I see how it is. I see how it is. <laughs> Maybe you should be going to him yeah. for tips, too. Dude, I think I will after this. Yeah, he sounds like a top-notch guy. <laughs> but I definitely will be getting a hold of you because one of the things that I need to learn is some warm-ups and some scales. And because that's, I'm the, I'm a fundamentals kind of guy. I like to sit on my guitar. I like to learn a scale and I like to practice that up and down and in and out for two, three, four hours at a time. And it kind of wrecks me a little bit because it doesn't help me build dexterity when it comes to like playing riffs. <laughs> right. 
But well, whatever your goals are, man, I'll help you out. No worries. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, everybody, for joining in. Jesse, thank you for jumping in on the end. Thank you, guys. Corey. Oh, shoot. Corey put a message in here that's very heartfelt that I got to read. He says, I appreciate you guys very much. Wouldn't be here without either of you. And I, we just want to spread that open-minded love and passion for the fact that we all love music and the fact that local bands playing shows and really killing it out there isn't just a warped dream in my head. It's a reality, and it's truly possible with the right attitude and passion. Love you, boys. You're totally right. It is possible with the fucking, with the right attitude and passion because I've talked to the big guys who are doing it the way that we dream of doing it, and that's exactly what they said, and that's exactly how they said it's going to be done. Trust the process. Right, Trust the process. And be a good person. Oh, it's Matt. It was Matt, by the way. Sorry, Matt. I thought it was... Matt and Corey are like one of the same sweet-hearted mass of just Dude, awesome yeah. individual and it's Dude, that's in the same hole. that's what being yeah. in it that's what that's why the defined by chaos is going to be a good band because those guys are working together and they got their homies first before they're just trying to squeeze stuff out of each other totally. but we're gonna end that we're gonna end that right there with squeezing stuff out of each other mm, delicious <laughs> thank you guys so yeah. much that's for uh for after the show that's that's <laughs> trash talk after dark <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much All for right, joining. For me, I appreciate you. Love you, buddy. You're the greatest. I can't wait Thank for you. the next one. Have a great night. You can jump off. I'm going to say goodbye to these sweet people. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. Cheers, Thanks, brother. Yeah. So, thank you, everybody, for joining. Um, I just want to say something really quick here. With going into the final show for Horrorfly, uh, it's just the final show of the year. We'll still be releasing lots of stuff. I will still be working with bands, and I'll still be going to shows. Um, this is just so that Joel and Scott can focus on what they need to focus on because none of this works out if they're tired and if they're, if they're agitated and if they're not 100% in their whole lives. In the end, Horrify is just a hobby. Um Obviously, it can build into something more. I want to build it to something more. The guys want to build it to something more as well. But we need to have jobs and we need to have our families taken care of in order to do that. We're still going to be pumped. I'm still going to be dropping content every Monday and Thursday. I'm going to read out the next set of interviews for you guys. So, August 11th, that is Thursday. We are not streaming. We are playing a show at Broken City. I will be dropping some content here and there. And we'll be showing it on the next interview. Then on the 15th, we got Vlad. We got Vlad from Hooker Spit. I'm stoked about this one. Vlad's awesome. And then we got Chris from Tidebringer, baby. We got Chris from Tidebringer booked in for an interview. Very stoked about that one. Me and Chris go way, way back to the Stone Age. So it's going to be a really cool interview. It's going to be cool catching up with the homie. Um, Brody Bauer. My sweet son, Brody Trash. Now, this guy has really grown on me just from being online. I really enjoy this dude. He's a young gun, and he's really pushing hard for his band, Fall of Earth, and I cannot wait to get promoting on those guys. Jess from uh, Juliet Ruin is going to be coming on the show. We're going to be talking about uh, how they came to the decision to sacrifice their set at Loud as Hell. We're going to talk about how they create music. We're going to talk about how Jess, is, how Jess's writing is because she is also a, a review. She reviews music, and she is a article or a journalist for 
I believe it's Metal Maidens online. I could be totally wrong. I haven't. I, I apologize. It's getting late. And then we got Tim. The end of August, last interview of August is Tim Reaper from Tortured Saint from Ontario. So get stoked about that one. He had an eye injury and he had to bail. So uh, it's going to be cool to catch up with him as well. And then in September, so far only in September, we have Mike. Mike Giro from Giro Nation Metal. Very stoked to start cross-collaborating with this guy. He does a lot of good work for the scene. And uh, he's a really rad dude. Got to meet him at Loud as Hell. So thank you all so much for joining. Greatly appreciate your time. I will see every single one of you again next week. Huge love to all of you. Have a fantastic night. And talk to you soon. Bye-bye.